entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Good Friday morning, good holiday uh, weekend, approaching morning. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host for Your Palace, Your Place, a presentation of the Palace Theater right here in wonderful Waterbury. And we're so excited to be with you every first and third Friday morning of the month. And there's so many reasons why we're here. You know, some people say, well, you, you're the Palace Theater. You put on shows. Why do you have a radio show? Well, we want you to think of the Palace as your place, not only for entertainment on our stage, but also information. Um, we're a vital part of the community. We're always uh, involved in things. Uh, right now, we're involved in the new exciting news where Post welcomed itself. We welcome them, actually, as a new neighbor downtown, and we have partnerships with them. Uh, we're going to be involved in the streetscape changes on East Main Street and having input into that. Um, because certainly it impacts the Palace Theater because we're right on 100 East Main Street. Uh, so those are the, some of the things. Then we want to be your place to just hear about some things going on in the world that may be important for you to know about and learn about. I was thinking today, well, first of all, I have to tell you, because this is radio and you can't see us, you, you can't see me, um, I am in the holiday spirit totally. I have just, so you know, I have on my Christmas socks, <laughs> under my rain boots, actually, um, but my Santa socks and a red uh, T-shirt and scarf and my little star Santa pin. So I'm all ready to roll. And I don't know about you, but I know we rush and rush, but part of it. We always say pull back, you know, we're going to pull back, we're going to do less, we're going to... And part of the holiday for me is in the doing. I love to do some of these these things that, yeah, they cause a little extra work and maybe a little, um, I don't know if stress is the word, but I guess it's the word. But I like to do them. I make the Christmas cookies. I love to do them and share them with people. And I it's just something I do. So I'm sure you're listening and you're going, oh, she's crazy. But no, you all have something you do. I know you do. And it, every year we say we're going to pull back and and we don't. We like tradition. It comes once a year. We can deal with it, I think. And the other thing that comes once a year that I want to just spend a little time talking about is New Year, of course. And it's a New Year. It's like a clean sheet of paper and a notebook. Um, I, I have a, a notebook I keep on my desk at worst to jot notes or whatever at, at the palace. And um, I've already got my clean sheet for January 2nd. When I come back from holiday break uh, or vacation, and you know, it's a new year, it's a clean slate. I love that feeling. So I thought we would talk a little bit about and just you know share with you. You know, we all make resolutions, and that to me has somewhat of a negative connotation because it's almost like we say we're going to do X. And two weeks later, we're no longer doing X. So I thought let's 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 talk about that word resolution a little bit because I went and looked it up. Now, you know, I, of course, I know what it means in general terms, but it has a Latin um, root. Um, the verb resolve comes from the Latin word resolvere, R-E-S-O-L-V-E-R-E, and it means to loosen undo or settle 
And I thought about that. I said, yeah, okay. So let's think about approaching whatever it is you have, we have in our own minds that we want to do differently. How are we going to undo some things? How do we settle some things? How do we loosen maybe bonds of things that are like kind of keeping us from things? And so I thought we could think of it in a positive way rather than a negative. Like, what new direction do you want to go in that impacts your health, your well-being, your relationships? What new path do you want to go down? And break it into small, manageable pieces. You know, if you say to yourself, I want to quit smoking. And that's big. That's a really big thing in somebody's life. But if they say, I want to smoke three less cigarettes a day for, say, week one, and then you keep increasing it, that's more positive, I think, rather than saying, I'm going to stop something. Because right away, our psyches, our minds go in a different direction with that. And it's, and it's like negative. So let's flip it and think about it in a more positive way. So that's, that's just, you know, something I was thinking about. I know we're all thinking about these things we're going to do differently for myself. I'm going to continue the journey I started two years ago, thanks to peak physical therapy. And I just love my peak peeps. They, we, we, support one another in our in our path to um, better health and um, in speaking of better health I, I, I do want to introduce the guest I have with us this morning um, uh, someone I've come to really love and admire and that's Carol Wintrode Maximo from Hearing Aid Specialists of Connecticut. Welcome back to the show, Carol. Oh, good morning, Sherry. Thank you so much for having me. I wish everyone out there a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. Oh, that's Such a nice. fun time of year to be with family and friends. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I know for you, uh, Carol, um, well, first of all, I want to define for our audience and our listeners how you differentiate from... You know, there's other people that, you know, dispense hearing aids and, and whatnot. Um, and I want to define how you, your expert, your particular area of expertise. Um, what we are actually are hearing technology specialists. Um, hearing aids are not a one-size-fit-all product. Um, there are really six companies that do all the research and development in hearing health care. I don't care what name that you see, Beltone, Miracle Ear, Costco, you know, XYZ, and um, we actually work with all six world brands. Okay. Um, they all sound different, they all work differently, and what we do is we match up technologies with individuals. Because you could have 10 people with the exact same you know, hearing loss configuration, and all 10 people have different life experiences of what they enjoy for sound and music yeah, and things yeah. that they've done, and hence all 10 will have different perspectives of what they enjoy to hear and what helps them to hear better. That's so true. And Carol, you know me personally because I've become a client of yours. And I mean, when I came to you, I still, and I had been wearing hearing aids um, since my mid-40s. So a good long time at that point. And um, it when, uh, you know, it was, they still, I had had several pairs over the years and it still wasn't quite right. And when I came to you, you, you were like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. And it's 
definitely been such a good experience and changed how I perceived, you know, the thing, the thing I think anybody who has a hearing loss and maybe there's listeners who want to ask Carol questions today, please feel free to call in at 203-757-1320. But the thing you have to come to terms with, I think, is that with a hearing product, it will make things better, but you'll never have the hearing that you were. It's close. It's they're close. Just, they're, they're just not hearing perfects. Right. But right. I will tell you, and it's just really important for everyone to realize that when you put a device in your ear to correct your hearing, the quality, the sound quality, should be absolutely wonderful to your ear. Yes. If you put something in your ear and it's turned on and you don't like what you hear, if it doesn't fit comfortably, it should be acoustically seamless and physically seamless. Because if it's not, you're not going to get used to it. You won't get used to something that's uncomfortable. It's like buying a pair of shoes. Right. And or then, seeing a pair of shoes. Oh my gosh, they're beautiful. You put them on and they sort of fit or one fits well and the other one really doesn't. And you say, you know what, I'll get used to this. My yes. foot will stretch out. Yes. And the reality is it doesn't, and they end up in in your closet, which is what happens with hearing aids. And you know, Carol, that's a really important point because I talk to a lot of people, a lot of people, um, you know, who are experiencing hearing loss, and I share my my own experience with them. And because it, somebody did with me, and it helped me. And you need to be persistent, and you need to say to your hearing aid provider. Mm, this doesn't feel right. I'm I'm hearing too loud. I'm not hearing loud enough. You need to express that and go until it's right. Well, what happens is there's actually a real a, a rehabilitative process with the brain that goes on. So when yeah. you first yeah. put the devices in your ear and we turn them on, it should sound good. Yes. I mean, you should it should be acoustically you know comfortable to your ear, and then over a period of weeks and actually months, your body changes, your brain changes because mm-hmm. your brain hears not your ears. Yeah. And that software has to be customized and tailored along with those changes. And that's what we do. Um, those, that's a, a one-year process in our yeah. practice. Uh, yeah. And those appointments are automatically given. Um, people ask me how long it takes to get used to a hearing aid. And quite frankly, for me, it's really 48 hours, maybe 72. If you, after three days, if there is something that isn't comfortable, it isn't wearing it longer doesn't make it better. Yeah, and sure. if you go to someone and you're just not getting the results that you're hoping, or at least the improved results with each visit, please get your money back and go someplace else. Mm. Because not all companies, not all hearing aids are going to be compatible with what you need. And you are the one that has to make that decision. Yes, yes. So you have to be an advocate. That's mm-hmm. that's what I tell people, just, you know, in, in conversation. I mean, and again, listeners, if you have a, if you have somebody in your life or you yourself that's starting to say, hmm, something's not quite right here, and you have a question, this is your chance to ask the professional. I mean, Carol is just fabulous at what she does. And so it's 203-757-1320. But what happened with me is um, I was in my mid-40s, and people started to say to me, you can't hear. And I kept getting that message. (laughs) So finally, I said, maybe there's something to this. 
I went to, you know, someone uh, locally, had my hearing evaluated, and sure enough, I had significant loss in the range where conversation lives. Um, and it, it, a lot of things began to make sense to me then because um, I... Oh, I had great difficulty hearing women, in particular, on the phone. Um, you know, women's voices are a different mm -hmm. pitch than men. And then, you know, I, it became obvious I was having trouble all the way around. But that, I was noticing myself. Like, I'd be talking to girlfriends, and, like, some of them had that soft voice. And I couldn't hear them. And I would be just doing the, mm -hmm, ah, you know, thinking I was laughing appropriately or responding appropriately. Well, as we're in getting into the twilight of this wonderful holiday season, this is actually a time where hearing loss shows itself most obviously. Mm -hmm. Because family events, social events, you know, personal hearing at your home, you know, that's one type of hearing. Yes. And social hearing is very, very different. Yes, it is. And, and typically people um, blame the noise floor of the room or the environment or the grandchildren you know having fun they're laughing too much or whatever it is but really it's not the noise it's just that you can't hear through it anymore yes and yes. that and that's what makes hearing loss so very hard to recognize because in your home you can control how loud you turn up the television mm -hmm. you know it's mm -hmm. a much more confined environment but when you're out with family and friends over this holiday season that is when things really shift show themselves, and that's why in our office we give people the opportunity to take hearing aids um, um, at a free trial period oh. during the holiday season so they can sample what it's like to hear uh, in those social events because yeah. there's so many of them within a short yes. period of time, and yeah. we do that every single year, Wow! especially uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is the best time to do that. Yes, and you had a busy week this week because you had some big events where yes. people got to come and hear Yes, we have demonstrators of all the main brands, and we put them in your ear. We, we let you sound sample. What sounds good to you? Yeah. And after, yeah. you maybe correct the hearing, obviously. And then you just take it home, and you sign it out like a library card, and all we just do is take a, you know, a driver's license and a copy of your credit yes. card. Yeah. Very similar to if you're going to you know, rent a car or do a yes. car rental. sure. And just see what it's like to hear better. And the uh. great thing is, is that really well-fitting devices, they don't sound like anything. That's how you know you have the right product. Yes, yes. It doesn't, you put it in, you turn it on, and people are waiting for that big onslaught of sound. But the reality is, it should be, doesn't sound like anything you just hear. Right, right, right. It's that, and you know it. I, it's hard to describe it, but you know it when you when you have them in. When it's right, it's when it's right. right. And That's when right. It's wrong, I mean, it's not yes. for you. It's not yeah. for you. We're gonna take a quick break, um, Carol, and then we're gonna come back. And again, I'm inviting the audience. If if you have a question, and uh, you know you want to know anything about even cost or ranges and things of that nature, please give us a call two zero three. 757-1320. I'm talking to Carol Wintrode-Maximo from Hearing Aid Specialists of Connecticut, and we'll be back after these messages. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Show 
And we're back with your palace, your place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host and uh, the marketing and public relations officer for our Palace Theater right here in Waterbury. And our guest this morning that we've been talking to is Carol Wintrode-Maximo from Hearing Aid Specialists in Connecticut, of Connecticut with offices, by the way, in Southbury and New Milford, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. And um, offline, while the, um, message, uh, the commercials were going on, we um, got a call and had a question. So, Carol, why don't you reiterate what the question was and then, you know, your answer. Certainly. Because they wanted to listen to you. Yeah. The question was, um, with eyes, when you wear cheaters or you have magnifiers on and you wear them, probably more than what you should, your eyes get weaker and therefore you have to get an increasing strength because um, your, your eye muscles get lazy. Mm-hmm. And that's what actually does happen. Is So the question was, with hearing loss, with ears, if you wear hearing aids, does it make the hearing loss get worse? And the answer is it's just the opposite. Mm-hmm. Because ears um, are nerves inside the cochlea. And when you stimulate the nerves with, the, by, with the, uh, the use of a hearing aid, it actually keeps those nerves vibrant and healthier longer and helps to send. It's what causes the, uh, the signal to the brain. That's how we do here. We hear with our brain, not our ears. If you don't wear uh, use a hearing aid and you need to, uh, the nerves actually deteriorate faster. And it encourages greater loss or deafness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really, it preserves your hearing. Um, it actually helps with your cognitive um, health because how can you remember something that you didn't hear? Absolutely. And, I, and I'm glad you're bringing that up because there's so many pieces to this puzzle. I mean, hearing loss affects not only the obvious, but... You're mentioning the cognitive. It affects your memory. It mm-hmm. affects your balance. It affects your orientation just spatially in the world. And when you don't hear clearly and accurately, because what hearing loss does, it actually makes you not be able to hear certain letters of the alphabet. So it's not like you. most people lose all their hearing, mm-hmm. all parts of mm-hmm. their hearing. So you can, can you imagine if every word that had the letter T as in Tom in it, you didn't hear. Mm -hmm. That means every word that had that letter, you would actually mishear for the wrong word. So it actually causes a distortion Mm -hmm. in your communication capabilities. Yes. So um, when you correct it, uh, which is very easy to do nowadays yeah. and less expensive. The as as time has gone on, um, the the pricing has the less expensive instruments are actually very very high quality products now, which is wonderful um, because hearing devices when you get them, you're going to have them for a long period of time yes. as your hearing changes. Yes, and unfortunately it will. Yeah. we're actually able to reprogram mm-hmm. those for the for the, for the uh, continuing changes in your hearing over time. Which is great. That is great. And you mentioned, too, which, hallelujah, um, that the insurance industry is now recognizing and more and more because it used to be. And I remember this was said to me. This blew my mind. The first time I, I was when I was diagnosed, um, and I was told, um, <laughs> I was told, you know, what the cost would be for two instruments, and. You know, I asked about insurance coverage, and they said, "Well, no, they don't cover it." That was this is going back now about almost twenty years. They don't cover it because it's not a quality of life issue. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, something is not right with that." You know, I mean, 
it's one of our five senses. Of course it's important, and so thankfully now, and I think more too, because the correlation, as you just mentioned. We, they actually have hardcore studies over the last you know, 15 and 20 years that document the, um, the, 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 the shrinking of the auditory cortex of the brain from lack of use because it's not stimulated, there's hearing loss, and the brain isn't being stimulated properly. So insurances, which is wonderful, um, they're now starting to recognize that this is, it's all part of your whole health. Yes. It isn't just about hearing. Right. I mean, obviously that is what we do do, the devices do do, but it, it actually helps you, um, you're, you're happier, you're more social. Absolutely. You, your balance is better, so yes. you don't fall as much. Yeah. Um, and when you're happier, as they told me, you're not running off to the doctors as much as mm-hmm. you are when you're not happy. So it really is part of your whole health. And they recognize that and they are much more generous um, with hearing aid benefits than what they used to be in the past, which is great. Which is fabulous. And, you know, I mean, the aging population has grown significantly and we're st- sticking around longer. That's true. And, but the other piece of this puzzle, and we should say this, younger and younger people are being diagnosed with hearing loss. I will tell you, if anyone out there listening, if, you, when, if you're over age 55, I would venture to guess probably half of you have um, untreated hearing loss, hearing loss that needs to be treated. Mm-hmm. Because but, you know we had a lot of toys. Toys make noise, mm-hmm. nightclubs, concerts. So when you went yeah. and you had fun back in the day, yeah. and you walked out of that, of that arena or that, that dance hall or that nightclub, and you had fuzzy ears, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you really don't hear that well, yep. like oh, yes. in your ears. That is acoustic trauma. Now, those nerves have been damaged. Kind of onslaught. Absolutely. An onslaught. And then, sure, you woke up the next day and all of a sudden, oh, my hearing is better, thank heavens. But guess what? Those nerves, some of them, were permanently damaged. Yeah. And yeah. over time, whether it's 10 years or 20 years, those damaged nerves start to die. And that's what hearing loss is. We really should call it like hearing lost mm. because those part, those nerves are dead. They're unusable. They're no longer there. So the ones that are left are in various stages of health and that electrical stimulation that the hearing devices provide is will keep them vibrant, healthier, longer, send a good clear signal to the brain and therefore you'll be able to hear clearly again. And that's what it's all about. And And have fun. And yeah. And we've been talking, you know, I was talking earlier about resolving to do something. This is such a key thing. If you're listening and you're going, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's me or my husband or my loved one, um, you know, you owe it to your overall well-being this year. Absolutely. And that's why we have a wonderful free hearing wellness program in my offices. Okay. You can just actually, when we have an, an Apple-based kiosk, if you want privacy, you can actually come in, put the headphones on, run a hearing test that's just as valid as what we do in the office, and it emails you the test results. Oh. So that's fabulous to have just as part of that. But we do have a free hearing wellness program that we invite everyone to participate in. You come in, we examine the ears for any type of you know earwax or anything that might be impeding your hearing. We test your hearing, we give you the results, we send it to your doctor. Mm-hmm. And if for some reason there is a hearing loss, we, we invite you to take a pair of devices home and just sample how your world could be with clear, comfortable hearing. It's really yeah, important. So they can is. call 203-264-1214. And uh, we'd love to see you. 
Well, Carol, you've, you know, I think you've shared some very, very important information today. And again, if you're, if you are experiencing any of the things um, Carol was talking about, and, uh, you know, and it's so important as we, as we progress through the life cycle, there are things we can do to make our um, life as good as it can be. And today we have so many advances in, in, in technology and medicine that, you know, there's really, you owe it to yourself. You really owe it to yourself for your, the gift this year to yourself. Give yourself the gift of better hearing. And Carol Maximo from um, Hearing Aid Specialists of Connecticut is ready and willing and able with a wonderful staff, welcoming office, um, easy to get to the Southbury office. You're on the highway and off, and it's right there, and, and her new Milford office. So um, please, please take, 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 take her advice. Get your hearing checked. We're going to come back with an interview with the hilarious Denise Fennell, who's in our one-woman show coming to the Palace Theater, Late Night Catechism, January 26th. So we're going to have an interview with her coming up after these messages. So stay tuned. Well, this morning, <laughs> we have an interesting guest with us. Now, you uh, the, heard that the topic for today's show is resolutions. I thought it was timely uh, because of, well, obviously, the time of year and the new year is coming up. And we all tend to look back, reflect, and kind of say, okay, what do I want to do differently? Actually, one of my next two guests, I should say, can give us some help in that area. But before we get to the resolution part, I do want to welcome and introduce uh, a, a great addition to our show this morning, Denise Fennell. Welcome, Denise. Thank you so much, Sherry. Well, Denise, like, who is Denise? You, you're probably thinking. And, and the fact is, Denise, I don't want to say she's she's uh, got a split personality, but in, in fact, she kind of does. <laughs> so we're going to be talking. okay. You can say it. You can say it. <laughs> okay. We, we've realized now that we, we can talk to each other in a very special way. Oh, well, oh, I love that. Yeah. So Denise is starring in this phenomenal one-woman show that has had outrageous success all over the country and just been such a long-running show in some venues, and that's called Late Night Catechism. And I know some of you listening, you know the show, you are very familiar. It's it's hilarious and has a little bit of, not naughtiness at all, but a little bit of irreverence, shall we say? Maybe that's a word. Yes, excellent. Toward the Catholic church. And Denise, talk a little bit about your your life at playing sister in uh, Late Night Catechism. Seriously, one of the best experiences I've, I've had, both professionally and personally. People love nuns. Like, people love nuns. And I, <laughs> I grew up Catholic, so I, I, I knew what it was like. I, I had relationships with religious sisters. I very much understood the, the the Catholic Church. I, however, chose like a totally different path, and never in my lifetime ever thought that I would be playing a nun in my <laughs> life. I just can't. I, it's something that's completely not ever where I thought I would go, and it's been one of the most fulfilling 
roles I've ever played. It's the show's hysterical. Yes, as you know, interactive theater always has a level of unpredictability where you have no idea what's about to happen, and I get so. I mean, I, I have a blast every night, every single night. I mean, Mary Pat Donovan. There are not many plays that have succeeded in the way this play has, and it's just so well written and. The character she created for us girls to play, it's, it's been a tremendous gift. And she she found me personally, actually. You'll appreciate this, Sherry. <laughs> we interacted when I was dressed as Tina, playing Tina in Tony and Tina's wedding. She was in the full nun's habit. And, and she and, is the person who wrote the play, is that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And yes, Tony and Tina mean something to me as well because I also was in a production of Tony and Tina's wedding. And the fun of something like that is that, as you just said, the interactivity with the audience and that the show is never the same each time it's performed because of that factor. You know, you never know what's going to happen and how someone in the audience is going to get into the fun and the spirit of the show. And I think that's what theater is because, you know, whether it's a, a, a piece that you're not interacting in, it's very present in the moment always. I agree. And anything can happen in theater at any moment and it will be addressed. Absolutely. It's not going to just, <laughs> you Absolutely. know, you can't reset everything and start over. So, and, um, and people love that. You know what I mean? Like, they love to be in on it. Look at Carol Burnett and all these wonderful shows. Like, oh, yeah. People love to laugh. Yep. Um, they- I've just had such a great Christmas run with this show that it's, I just love doing the show so much. And I. How every, long have you been performing time. in this show? Say now, it's probably been about seven years. I'm mm. asking that question the other day. Wow. And I don't even know the answer to it. Wow. Like, I don't even know, but it's like. It never. It every time it's just as exciting to me. Well, we're, every I look forward to meeting every single audience because they contribute so much to the performance and the community. And I was just in this little town, Glenside, Pennsylvania. I mean, I literally felt like I dropped into a Hallmark movie. <laughs> in my I love life, that. I can't even begin to tell you what uh, this was like. Well, it was so little bit about what we can expect um, in terms of the show itself. Now, it's, by the way, if you're listening and saying, okay, what are we talking about? It's late night catechism. It's a one woman piece. Hilarious. And it's it's relevant to whether you're Catholic or any other faith, because humor is doesn't have boundaries. And um, it's being performed on January 26th at the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury for two shows at 2 p.m. and it again at 8 p.m. that evening. So, Denise, we're talking to Denise Farrell, who plays Sister, and we're going to meet Sister in a, in a moment or two, but Denise, give us just a little scenario of how the show runs. What's, what's the kind of, um, you know, storyline? Well, here's the situation. There's a lot going on, you know, with the Catholic Church. There's a lot going on in the world, you know, regardless of that, Sister is assembling an adult Catholic uh, catechism class. For some reason or another, whether you're Catholic or not, you need to be there. And she is cool with it all, you know. (laughs) She just has some business to take care of, teach a few catechism things so you can get your paperwork signed and go home. (laughs) You know? I love that. I love that. Like, we do have to learn some stuff. We do have to, you know, this is a class. So we have... 
we have some things to get accomplished. Okay. And, and there's things that are distracting, like chewing gum and dressing inappropriately. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, the way the school systems are run now, they don't get involved in stuff like that. But that's not how it went years ago. No, that is certainly not how it went. So no. let, let's... And, well, I... Can can we introduce Sister now and kind of give her well, a chance sure. to have a little yeah. say? Um, sister, yeah. I want to welcome you to uh, the Palace Theater, your Palace, your Place radio show this morning. Thank you for taking time out of your busy teaching schedule to be a part of our show this morning. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sherry. Are you Catholic? Actually, Sister, I, I'm sorry to say, um, at least under these circumstances, that I'm not. But I said, but the, you you led with the sorry, so you're guilty for something. Were you Catholic, Sherry? <laughs> well, I, no, I, I can't say I ever was Catholic. I was one of those others. I was a Protestant. I am a Protestant. Oh, that's, no, that's a nice religion, Sherry. You should be, you should, that's oh. a nice religion. Are you still gathering with your friends? <laughs> well, I've kind of like lost my way in the flock, I think. Well, we'll take you if you're looking for a team. We're we're recruiting heavily. Oh yeah, I've heard that. I've time. heard that. Yes, after our big scandal out in Torrance, California, we're we're, we're uh, recruiting again. Did you hear about it? Uh, uh, yeah, of of course I have heard about it. Yes, and it's all over the news. God bless these women. Yes. It's okay because the Sisters of St. Joseph are gathering together and they're going to pay back the money they stole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. No, they're going to make it right. See, here's yeah. the thing. That's not the right thing to do. But why can't nuns gamble? Why? Why is that so wrong? Ah, good, good, good point, Sister. Um, I, you no, know. but Catholics invented gambling. And they, and they, they <laughs> well, you know. Do you remember? Well, yeah. Yes, sister, my kids went to a Catholic school because I married a Catholic. See that, honey? God bless your soul. That is given back right there. <laughs> I gave my, my kids back. I did. You gave your kids a good Catholic education. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it was a fine education. And, uh, you know, the sad thing. Were there thing- any religious sisters teaching in the school? Um, early on there were, but then yeah. later on there were not. They See, kind yeah. of. They kind of died off, I have to say. I know. Yeah. God bless them, right? Yes, absolutely. Sister Elizabeth. Some sweetest yeah. women in the whole world. Yes. They're selfless. Totally selfless. They take a vow to be. Yes. Yes, they do. They do. And and um, so Not every woman could do that. That's not for everybody. Oh, no, absolutely not for everybody. It's a, no. it's a tough row. Well, you know, you took that vow. Of course. And you gave up a lot, I'm sure. Yes, but not wine. <laughs> not wine. It's all good, honey. Oh, well. Which I'm registering for for my Christmas gifts this year. If you want to chop something off to the convent, the girls love wine. <laughs> okay, I'm going to. The Blue Nun, and it's not an expensive bottle. <laughs> Jerry, you can pick it up over at the Trader Joe's. They have delicious <laughs> wine there, boxed wine. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing to note uh, as I'm finishing up my Christmas list, and I appreciate yeah. that recommendation. Drop a box of wine off over at the convent. I'm telling you right now. You you want to feel like you are giving somebody a Hallmark moment? You watch the Hallmark movies? Yes, I do. I have to admit. Uh, you drop a bottle of wine over at the convent. 
somewhere over there in Connecticut. There's a lot of girls over there in Connecticut. I have a lot of religious sisters over there. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that there still were. The sisters St. Joseph, I believe, are over there. There's a big convent. Oh, okay. Well, you would know. You're in the life. I'm telling you. (laughs) Doesn't have to be expensive wine either. Just a nice box. Okay, well, I will definitely do my due diligence and uh, And bring... you know what that is, honey? What? That's an indulgence. That means that's like a, a credit to get into heaven. <laughs> so if no, I... it is. Wait a minute. If I bring wine to the sisters, I'm going to get a credit toward my name. To get into heaven, yeah. Oh. I'm not going to... You know, you're probably going to need more than one, but this could get you started. Ooh. Oh. Well, what other things should I know as a non-Catholic to help me make, make it into heaven? Well, you have to get baptized. Oh, well, I have yeah. been baptized. It's kind but... of like, a, yeah, you might have been baptized and you don't even know it. A lot of children were baptized when they were uh, being bathed for the first time in the hospital because a lot of religious sisters work there. So they oh. baptize all the public babies as Catholics. <laughs> no, sir. It happens a lot. <gasps> yeah. Jeez, you can that's, still go ahead and be, yeah. That's interesting. That's kind of scary yeah. because, you know, oh my, okay. Honey, it's all scary, the uh, whole thing. All right, okay. But don't be afraid of it. It's going to be good fun. All right. I'm very excited about seeing your theater. I heard it's absolutely gorgeous. It is gorgeous. And, you know, the thing that's going to be nice about your uh class that you'll be teaching at Late Night Catechism uh-huh. for Adults is that it's a very, we've set it up, it's going to be in an intimate um, area of the theater, inside the theater, Ooh. but not on uh, the stage, but in this, Ooh. yeah, so you're going to be able to see faces and oh, know, I love it. you're going oh, to be able so to, fun. yeah, so I think this is going to be an interesting experience for people listening. This is January 26th at the Palace Theater, Late Night Catechism. Ooh, that's a tough one. I was having a tough time it spelling it, too, but I, I finally <laughs> got it down. I got it down, sister. I went. <laughs> We're going to make you write it on the board ten times. Okay. <laughs> I think I could do that now. So, But um, what other things, though, um, you know, when people come to see the show, what are some of the things, you know, you might be calling people? out on or is this you know i don't want to give away too much but you know here's the thing it's all very spontaneous um and uh, i always like to reassure people you know like when you come to something like this when you're interacting with somebody it's not to poke fun at them or to put anybody in an embarrassing situation you've done this and tony and tina's wedding you know it yep you've worked with the same people that i've worked with and understand that there is an art to it and how you interact with people. So we're always looking for people that are going to come and, you know, want to have a good time and play. Yes. And uh, I've performed the show up and down the East Coast. Connecticut is some of my most favorite audiences. I was just at the Schubert in... Um, New Haven? I think it was New Haven. And, yeah. I mean, everybody. I've played uh, the Long Wharf. Connecticut always brings it. Yes. I mean, there's so many fun people that come out and enjoy theater. And and that's what I just say. Show up and just, you know. But, like, here's the deal. You know, if you're talking to your neighbor or you're on your phone or, you know, I I try not to be too crazy about the phone because we all have ADD. Nobody can focus for, like, one to five minutes. But we address (laughs) it. Like, it's not... In any way, an experience that people should be frightened of. They're threatening, but 
you know, Sister's alive now. And, you know, and what's great about Mary Pat Donovan is she continues to develop the material with us so oh. that we know how to talk about things and handle different types of situations. And that's what keeps this show so new and fresh. And why I believe it's so successful because of, of the fact that we're allowed to discuss things that are happening in the world. That's great. That's great. And what... One thing you said that I think was um, interesting, and, and to me, it would make me want to come, is when you said um, people who want to come out to play. And and I think that's a key. You know, you come to this with a... Uh, some people won't know it all. And they, they just get brought along. They don't know what to expect. But other people totally know what the experience is, and they want to have that part of the give and take that, as you said earlier, Denise... Now we're talking to Denise uh, Fennell, the actress who plays sister. Denise... You mentioned that people want that interactive, that that theater brings that. It's in the moment. It's never the same. And that is the the one thing no other medium, no other medium has to offer. And and that's so exciting. Yeah, it's so tremendously exciting to, you know, every single time for me, I I go to Houston, Texas, Stages Repertory Theater there, and we started off doing a few shows a week and the community fell so in love with the show very intimate it sounds similar like you're describing a space to me that that resonates and i you know five years later i'm playing six weeks sold out eight shows a week oh my gosh wow that's amazing versions of it there's the summer school i was just there and i taught summer school now, you can imagine Sister's Attitude is a lot different um, teaching summer school in Texas to adults. <laughs> you know, Catholic summer school, too. I mean, it's not that hard. It's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, at the least. That's all you need to do. Oh, my goodness. Well, but it's a beautiful play, and it does. And, and she really wrote it so well and trained us so well to handle the material and all the different versions it's just it's every time i get a call to perform the show again it's like so exciting for me well i'm i'm really excited and to your see theater it. looks gorgeous it I mean, is it's so fun i can't wait <laughs> it i know is. i'm in really good hands you will have a blast and i know that People are talking about it. They're excited that it's coming. It's it, a different um, piece for us to uh, present, and we're excited about it. And Denise Farrell, I can't wait to meet you and to meet Sister. You too. Uh, you know, and have some fun with you. And yes. and that will be for on January 26th, Late Night Catechism. Two performances. It's a Saturday 2 p.m. or 8 p.m. Bring friends, bring your dates, a great night out. Bring your sense of fun and playfulness and humor, and you will have a great experience. Denise, I want to thank you for your time this morning, and I want to wish you a, a happy holiday season. I, I'll say Merry Christmas because, yeah, after you all. Yeah, say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's about what's in your heart. You can call it whatever you want, really. You know, we can all have different beliefs and still move together. Absolutely. In the same direction. Absolutely. And here's the thing I just want you to remember the most. I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas, and don't forget the box of Trader Joe wine to the convent. <laughs> I won't I forget. I won't forget. I promise you it's an experience I can't describe to you in any way. <laughs> 
until you have it. I will definitely get my box of Blue Nun over there. And again, thank you so much. We'll see you on the 26th. I'm looking forward to it. All right. That's January 26th, by the way. Late Night Catechism with Denise Farrell, one woman show playing sister. And she's going to give it give us a, a lesson in Catholicism in life. So if you like to play and have fun, you definitely want to get tickets. They're on sale now at the Palace Theater, 203-346-2000. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. And we're really not taking a quick break after all, because we're just about at the end of our show, and Denise Fennell was just... <laughs> Hilarious, and I know she will be when you come see her in Late Night Catechism on January 26th. And don't forget, the Palace Theater is open uh, up until Christmas Eve. We're open Christmas Eve 10 to 3. So for you last-minute gift givers, there's so much you can um, give people. Certainly, you can give them show tickets. Legally Blonde is coming up. Book of Mormon, uh, Tap Dogs. And if you can't make up your mind, there's always gift certificates from some of our restaurant partners, uh, Diorio, Spartan, Vasi, San Marino, Nino. Uh, I think I I think I said them all. And um, so you can buy those at the Palace Theater, too. Save yourself a trip running around. Um, go to our website, palacetheaterct.org, to see all we have to offer. And I just hope you all have a wonderful holiday season. And I will be back with you in the new year on January 4th for the next edition of Your Palace, Your Place. I'm Sherry Marcucci. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned to your local news and Steve Knoxon coming up next with Talk of the Town. Bye-bye. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Show.